I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. Back in June of 2020, Chris, alongside Brandon Willey, founder and CEO of Howand, shared their expertise in a webinar for the Arizona Commerce Authority Small Business Bootcamp. The session was all about boosting sales and returning stronger to the market after reopening up post-COVID. Although we are a year in from this session, there is still some incredible insight to be learned from this chat, no matter which stage of quote-unquote reopening your business is at. This episode is part four of four. All right, so we've got just uh, two two final slides here because I, I would love to get to some questions, um, but I think it's just important to talk about how you actually open. So when when we help a lot of, uh, you know, we have a lot of customers, uh, you know, franchise customers or, or, or local businesses that have multiple locations, um, we often help them with their opening. Um, now, we're not helping them with, we're not a consultancy, right? But like, they use our platform to help drive uh, visits during their opening day, um, but they have an opening day. And like Chris mentioned, like there's like a line around the corner and like all that is really great, except you can't do that right now. <laughs> um, you know, you can have a big opening day, but then because your queue times and capacity and you got to spread everybody out, it's like, it just creates complexity. So what we've been working with our, our merchants as they're reopening is treating their opening the first couple of weeks as their opening day trying to keep the momentum, making it clear when they're opening, the, the, creating excitement around their opening, but then creating incentives for each day of the week for people to come in, but try to spread out the, the visits over a period of time. Hey, this promotion is only good on this particular day or on these particular days of the week, like, like I mentioned, and get people to come in over the course of several weeks as your opening day, quote unquote. And then, What's what's really important is right now people just want to know that that you're that you're you're, you're making sure that people will be that your facility be clean um, that people will be safe while you're there and so <clears throat> many of you have already done this on on increasing health procedures there's a lot of great uh, resources on on the ACA website that was already mentioned um, that can speak to a lot of this stuff but what's important is that you're communicating what you're doing externally and internally um, through signage. Um, and, and through video, so Jake's, I put Jake's Unlimited because they've done a really good job communicating. If you go to jakesunlimited.com to their website, they're a, a family entertainment center in Mesa. Um, they've done a really great job uh, putting together a video that shows how they're like, it's like a two minute video and it walks them through and it gives a consumer before they come a sense for the safety that their kids are going to have when they come and have fun there. Um, you really have to be aware though of hygiene theater, what we like to call, which is doing things that are overt that make it look like you're being super diligent in cleaning. Um, but that you're going to be, that you're going to question when you're going to have to turn that off. Because at some point we're going to get a vaccine, and at some point you want to just make sure that whatever you're doing isn't so overt that uh, that consumers are going to continue to expect it and see it on an ongoing basis. Just another data point here: we have this like certificate feature in Trainual that almost no one has ever used, and then 
all of a sudden we've got hundreds and hundreds of people printing out these COVID training certificates and putting them up in their windows. And so we saw this huge spike over the last few months, which is interesting, but it's a data point for, you know, exactly this. It's important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, what you want to do is do as many pre-sales or bookings as you can in advance. Uh, we talked about some of this before, but you want to drive whatever you're doing through, your, especially your digital ads, is drive an impulse action. Um, and we, we have this concept that we call buy now, book later, or buy now, visit later. Give your consumers the ability to take an action, purchase from you now, especially if you're closed, and then book a time to visit you later or visit you later. Um, as we mentioned day and time specific promotions, and then provide an online booking service to really help manage your capacity and customer expectations. So health and beauty already does this really well because they're all very much booking based, um, but other businesses may be less booking based. You know, restaurants may have some of that. Um, you may uh, not be booking based if you're a if you're a print shop, but you want to manage capacity, make sure not too many people are in there. So think through how you can also manage capacity, but give people the ability to actually purchase in advance, even if they are planning to come in with you later. I had to make an appointment to go to the bank yesterday and they didn't even have an app to do this. So if anybody listening to this call <laughs> yeah. can set up online appointment bookings, you're even ahead of the national banks. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just, there's great, there's great services. There's SaaS based platforms, you know, software based platforms that you can set up pretty quickly and easily out there. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of great systems that can provide this, especially if you're in a verticalized world that provides booking systems. Um, so I, I think we've, we've got some time left for some questions. I don't know if there's uh, anything out there in Q and A or in the chat. Oh, that was just great guys. Thank you. Um, amazing information. Um, just a lot there. So just fantastic. I think you guys covered some, some significant issues and, and items to advance the ball from a marketing perspective. So if you guys, if, if you were ranked, what are you doing right now that your businesses are thriving from? You know, if you, if one technique from a marketing perspective, what's the, the number one driver for your business today? Well, I can, I, I'll speak first. So one of the things we started doing is we saw a shift from people having a intent to buy to more looking for information. So especially as a remote tool or a tool that supports remote workforces, um, one thing we did was shift all of our ads into being a, a lot more content. So we, we, I think, tripled the content we were producing and we started uh, putting ad spend behind the content to drive people to our blog and using that as our top of funnel strategy instead of focusing so much on the trials. So it was a subtle thing, but we tripled the traffic to our website over the last couple months. So, um, so it's just, it's a totally different looking funnel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for, for us, the, the, the marketing guide, for example, uh, we, we just want to provide a resource right now. You know, we, we've, we've got a platform that can obviously help drive and increase foot traffic, but we just wanted to provide a resource. So a lot of our marketing, actually all of our current advertising right now is just sending people to, to go get access to the, the trainual uh, reopening marketing guide and they get free access to that and, and they, they use it as a resource to hopefully open successfully. And, uh, and then, you know, obviously we have the ability to then reach out to them and, and tell them a little bit about Hound, but that's, uh, that, those are some of the, we really shifted from the direct marketing, providing a value and resources during this time. Great. Uh, there's a couple questions on the uh, chat. I, I'm going to take the last one first. I think it's a quick one, but what is your opinion on webinars for B2B? 
I think they still work, but there's a lot of noise because everybody's doing webinars for B2B. And so your content has to be really good and really actionable and tailored to the person getting on so that they don't just have you in the background listening. They've actually got to be like taking notes. And if you don't have people that are really engaged and, and, and going through that, then it's, it could be a giant waste of time. So I would say try it if you've got great content. Yeah, if, especially if it's niched content, that's something that you've got a very select audience. But then also webinars, like you know, this, there's some, some give and take. Chris and I, you know, we, we know each other, we work together, uh, we're partnering together, um, you know, in, in, in this. So if you can bring in other people to those webinars, especially your customers, if you've got whatever to that customer is, they want to hear from people just like them. You know, your audience wants to hear from others just like them. And so if you can bring some of them onto the webinars, have an engaging conversation, that's going to be much more valuable than you just disgorging a bunch of information to somebody like I just did, by the way. So, right. Um, Chris, there's a Q&A question if you can go in the Q&A. And before we answer that, um, there's a question from Matt. And I think you guys have covered this, but I want to double down on it. How much would you ramp up back on your online ad spend since we have no revenue coming in? Well, I would say it depends. Does it work? Like if you knew your ad spend was working before, then why wouldn't you want to ramp it up if it's going to get sales in the door? If it's going to solve your problem of having no revenue by doing ads, then I would turn it right back on. If you've never done ads before and it's a really risky investment, then I'd tread carefully on getting into it. And I'd try to see what you can do from an organic standpoint first. Cool. Yeah. Question on um, from Hunter. My question is about testimonials. You both placed a lot of emphasis on them. Can you give us some examples of do's and don'ts when asking customers for testimonials? Don't pay them for it. Uh, I, it's got to be it's got to be natural. Uh, do it depends on your business, your relationship with them. If you can make it personal, I wouldn't send out a newsletter that says we'd love you to leave a testimonial. Here's a button. You want to actually email them, text them, call them, because if people feel like you're asking them one-to-one, -one, they'll reciprocate. They'll do that. If they feel like it's spam, they can ignore it pretty easily. Every one of our testimonials we've gained from direct ask. Uh, we've, we've never asked uh, you know, broadly. Our customer success or even myself reached out, asked for it specifically and personally. And also one thing you can do is people might not know they already gave you a testimonial, but they replied to an email or they commented on something, screenshot that, send it to them say, can I use this as a testimonial? That's easy too. Okay. So from Michael Brown, um, he had a successful press release, 300 publications covered it, which is kind of cool. Uh, they said, they meaning I think his agency, his digital group, um, that I can say as seen on, how can I use this PDF to expand my marketing? It depends on the publications so um, and it depends on your reach. So if you've got a pretty small reach as a business and you're putting a few logos on your website, it might not be that big an issue. If they're big logos and you've got big reach, then some of those companies have legal teams that all they do is look for websites that have your lo their logo and you have to pay to license it. Like uh, Forbes is one of those companies. So it, it just depends on where it went out. Yeah, and I would, the only thing I'd add to that is it, you get, it depends on where your audience, where your market is, is looking and, and is that logo relevant to them? If it's, uh, you know, just because it might have gotten reached somewhere else, if it's not relevant to your, your market, then, then it's not worth putting it up there. It absolutely adds an authority point, though, if you've got a strip of recognizable yeah. logos on your website. So I would put it on there that no one's going to sue you and uh, without asking you to take it down first. Yeah, they're basically going to tell you, please take it down. You take it down if not, right? Um, do you guys know any software packages that can help manage uh, client customer birthdays? 
Uh, well, uh, so uh, Hound does, uh, Hound can, but it depends what you're trying to do with those birthdays. So um, if you're trying to to send, you know, particular promotions or other things that are automated to those customers, then then obviously Hound platform can do that. And there are, there are other platforms out there. Uh, MailChimp, I believe, also gives you the ability to, to store customer birthdays and, you know, other things. So there are other platforms out there. So Brandon, if you're, Cameron does not work for you, right? No, Cameron does not work for me. I don't know who Cameron is. Uh, yeah. It no, be, no, but... Sorry, I just want to be clear. If you're asking about um, doing like managing birthday parties, um, which I don't know if that's what that is, um, then then there's other great platforms out there like Party Center or Party Works or you know others uh, that that can help you manage party uh, like actual birthdays. Birthday date and thank you. But if it's if it's just dates, I would say it could be in your point of sale system mm -hmm. if you're in retail. It could be in your CRM if you have one of those. It's just a field. Uh, it could be in Outlook or in Google that you just use the free tools and store them in there or on your calendar. So there's a lot of ways to do it. Yeah, the, the important thing is, sorry, the important thing is just doing something with it. Having the birthday is like, a, you know, a tree that falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it. Um, you've got to be leveraging those birthdays to, to drive additional traffic in. Um, we'll do one last. Any opt-in suggestions for a B2B website? Opt-in suggestions like for content? Any more campaign suggestions, I'm assuming, or ideas around getting opt-in emails for B2B? Probably. Yeah, give them something that is a small taste of the thing you sell. So you want, you want what you're giving them to be relevant so that if they get that, it's a taste. It's just a little bit. And they're like, oh, I want to work with this company to a, a greater extent. So again, depends on what you're doing. But um, a white paper, you know, some sort of information that's valuable. If they're looking for information, but if you're just giving out information and that might've been all they're looking for and they weren't ever looking to spend money. And so for instance, with us, um, we have a, you know, a, a checklist of like all the things in your business that you've documented to like, you know, check it off and give yourself a score. If somebody's downloading that, they probably want to improve that score. So they would buy, whereas it's not just, you know, a, a white paper a resource. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review or share it with anyone in your network that you think could use this information. If you want to connect with me personally, please text me 480-531-8411 or connect with me anywhere on social at Chris Ronzio. Or you can connect with Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. See you next time.